Okay. Episode three. We have already decided we're not entry entry level entrepreneur because uh, there's somebody else called entry level entrepreneur, and I called it and I called it that yesterday. So uh, we're now calling ourselves business biology. It's all right. We'll morph this out. This is only episode three, like we talked about. Um, and today we thought we would have some pretty interesting discussion on kind of the day in the life. So maybe give a picture of what we've done today, what our average day looks like, how it kind of morphs into productivity and kind of go from there. I don't know. I think, I think it'll be yeah, interesting. And this is Brady uh, speaking. Hello. Um, and this will be something that we kind of do randomly because today isn't necessarily, it's a typical day, but it's not a typical day at the same time. You know, it's definitely was turned out to be a more easy day, but that's kind of the point of these day in the life episodes. We're going to, Kind of consistently do them every couple months or I think whatever. it morphs into organic conversation and, too. You know? And so eventually you'll pick up, you know, a hard day. You'll see kind of right. everything that goes on. But it's just kind of today was a good day. random snapshot in, in an entrepreneur's right. uh, uh, day. So. And it's a good day that, that has been productive and low stress. And this is the day that being an entrepreneur. This is a good day. This is one of the days where you're glad you're not. You want to talk about today. Yeah. You want to talk about today today. Yeah. Like it's not something you want to put off to talk about in a month once you've gotten over it. So let's just kind of start out and break down and talk about how it started off. I okay. guess and just kind of well, I could I could start about maybe mine yeah, and then we just, can kind of inter- where we just literally start at where from you got up today and what happened. Yeah, and so so my my days are not structured by any means, but I go through spurts of of trying to be a little more strict in my discipline on what I actually do. So I'll go through weeks where I don't wake up until nine a.m. and then I go through other weeks where I'm saying I'm going to get up before seven every week every day of this week, and so I've done that so far. So. I woke up at 6.45. I immediately got outside. I sat on my back porch. I did a, a, a short meditative session. I'm kind of picking that back up. I've kind of been a proponent of that for a little while. And honestly, I feel like it's benefited me this week. So I did that. Uh, then I go in, sit down, have breakfast at my desk, start checking email. I mean, that's how I started today. Every day is not like that. I'm not like a super worker in that regard. Although I do check my email pretty early most mornings. I read a little bit of news and I go from there. I think at that point I got everything done a lot earlier than I thought I was going to. We were actually supposed to meet up at 1030. I got done a lot earlier than I thought I was going to. And so I text Brady and I was like, all right, well, 930 is kind of more appropriate. Um, he was ready. And so that's whenever we met up. And so that's kind of where our paths intersected today. It was about 930. Um, honestly, it's late. Generally, it's 830 for yeah. us. Yeah. Um, we, we start most days together at 8.30, the days that we work together. And, uh, and that's when we start today. together because at that point, oftentimes, some days when we see each other at 8.30, we've just kind of gotten up, whatever, we mm-hmm. kind of just got coffee and that's whatever we're doing. But some days, one of us has already been working for an hour or two. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, we, that was me this morning. It, yeah, yeah. And I came in feeling good. Yeah. You know, and I got, I'm done. I have, and that's one of the reasons today has been low stress for me is because I'm knocked out. Everything I needed to knock out at the beginning of the day, like any email responses that came in, anything that I needed to do, I'm not waiting until after I, until I get back home tonight at six or seven, it's done. And so I can ignore my email the rest of the day and I will probably be fine. I'm not going to, but I could, you know, basically. Yeah. So that's, that's another reason it's kind of low stress right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's kind of where we, so that's, that's where our paths intersect. You can kind of work your way there too. Sure. Yeah. Well, I kind of, with my wife and daughter being out of town at my parents' house right now, um, I didn't have any responsibility this morning. Mm -hmm. So I just purposely slept in. Uh (laughs) Um, And, you know, I, whenever I wake up, I get up. So, you know, sometimes that's early. Um, if it be six and I'm up at six, mm-hmm. you know, if it's sometimes it's like at right at through eight, right when you text and I'm right. like, okay, I'm, I better right. get done. You know? Sometimes I don't um, wake up until I text you. And, yeah. And, uh, so, you know, I try to let it be organic because if I'm tired and, you know, um, it's just like, and I might've talked about this on the first, uh, episode, I can't remember, but I think it's just like athletics or anything else it, or anything else you know um you have fighters that um will fight in mma and you might have someone that's a better fighter but they lose that match and it's just not their day you know they just don't have the energy they just know mm-hmm. you know pop to their punches their legs are gone they just they just don't have it and oftentimes you see in a rematch you know you see the true them come back where they typically are right. and it's like if you're for whatever reason if it's not your day you're not going to and if, if I don't feel like it's my day and I feel like all of my tasks, I'm kind of slugging through and I'm just not there, um, you know, I stop performing and I, I, you know, it's not my day and I take, you know, I try to, I try to rest and it doesn't mean I completely quit working, but I might turn to, you know, um, reading or mm-hmm. watching some interviews. But you're learning. That's the other thing too. Sure. Like you're not, whenever you say rest, you don't mean. I'm just going to zone out. Well, sometimes I'll do. Sometimes I will. But you, you but generally want to have something involved where, like, there's always some form of, of, and you're thinking about business the entire time. You're thinking about operations. You're thinking about some aspect. I mean, that's that's kind of what we've talked about before is, is we're consumed. Right. It's right. not like what I'm not thinking about anything other than business. It's Most of life. the time, it's your whole life. It's what we revolve around. It's right. not like a hobby. Like yeah. well, it is. It is like a hobby. It, it's your whole life. It, it's yeah. a whole life. If yeah, you don't enjoy it that much, it, it really probably shouldn't be your thing. I don't know. I don't know what it's like. I'm sure you can operate always, without it, yeah. but it's it's got to be more. I know it's cliche, but that thing, do what you love, is so true. It's so true. It's like a character in any TV show that you see their whole life. You know, they're going to bed thinking about their problems, whatever this show is, whatever the main character is. Mm-hmm. That is their whole life, their job. You mm-hmm. know, if it's the FBI agent or if it's the, you know, senator or president or whoever the character is in the show. Right. That is they what live their life that, revolves know. around. Um, it is. Particularly all these detective shows, you know, mm-hmm. they're just 24 7 working on this. Get, you know, they're. James Bond. Right. Yeah, he's right. always working on it. But yeah, aspect. yeah, that's how that's how you should be. But yeah. anyway, yeah, I try to let myself rest. But I don't feel it because that day when I am feeling it, the next day, um, perhaps or the day after that, uh, I don't want to take away from that by over applying myself when I'm not feeling it. You right. Know, if you're not feeling already it. drained, I need to rest, slow down a little bit uh, because I know that second wind is coming. And every time I have waited, um, you know, perhaps taking a Monday easy, you know, Wednesday at 10 p.m., it hits me. And I'm just having an hour, you know, of brainstorming where I have, you know, it's stuff that kind of drives me for the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think you only get those 
moment, the special moments, uh, organically, right. You know, when you're letting yourself rest when you need to, and then you're applying yourself when you're at your best. So, you know, maybe you want to put in 40 hours a week, but you can get there organically. Your body will pull you there. You know? Right. So. Right. Well, and it's like we mentioned earlier too, about how 50% may only be a third of the productivity of a hundred percent. And if you waste your batteries at 50%, like you'll never get to a hundred percent where you can be exponentially more productive. Right. Yeah. So sometimes you just got to let yourself recharge and by, by recharge, I don't necessarily mean like completely quit. It's just like, I'm not doing task work today. I'm not doing draining things that, that require a lot of brain calories because you're sitting there, you got to type out a, an articulate email or you got to do something like do some calculations or do some Excel spreadsheets that, that are not necessarily fun. And you're, but you have to burn brain calories doing that. You know, it may be left to a different day to where you can get it done quicker and also get a lot more stuff done. Right. And, well, and feel better. About like it. we were talking about and so other many things like working out, resting every, every other day is so common. You right. Know, it's you have very to, accepted. Some but so for some time. reason with work, it's this, five days and two days, you know, mm -hmm. you rest two days and you apply yourself for five days. There's mm -hmm. no way you're hitting optimal, uh, whatever <laughs> productivity. Yeah. It's called productivity. But yeah. There's no way. There's no way. I mean, and that's kind of our, our lives and our work falls into our circadian rhythms. Our natural circadian rhythms is what, I mean, for you and I, it does like we work whenever we feel like it, we are going to be working and we sleep when we're not, and we spend family time when we're and not. We're able to do that else. because we truly, it's truly our passion, and that's right. that time is going to come back around, right? You know, so we're not trying to cram it into an eight-hour block that we, it, you know, it's not a, a nine-to-five or eight-to-five. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there's no time limits. Yeah, yeah. There's if we no think about limits. something at midnight, we get up and work on. We get up and do it. That's our passion. I, I made a phone call at nine thirty p.m. last night. Right. Because that's what I got an email at nine fifteen. And so we had to call and talk about it. I didn't say I'm going to put this off until the morning because it needed to be handled then. Yeah. And now and I'm you know what? You probably weren't too stressed out to do that because at 3 p.m. or at 9 a.m. or whatever, you probably took a little break and mm -hmm. ate some ice cream. Went to lunch. Hung out with one of your kids. Uh -huh. or, you know, I went to yoga at 930. And that's why you weren't too stressed to take that call. Yeah. And you handled it at that time, whereas someone else might have said, you know what? I got up early this morning. I'm tired. That can wait till tomorrow. And then it didn't get then the next morning. They were doing it this morning where you were coming over here earlier. Right. You know? And I had stuff like now I'm, it's done. It's out of the way. Um, sometimes I don't tick things off my task list very fast. Some things I do, but I think prioritization is a huge part of that too. You know, like, you know what really needs to be done and you know what doesn't really need to be done. Right. And a lot of times like stuff that doesn't need to be done, unfortunately just gets pushed away. It just gets pushed aside. And then one of these days when you're feeling hundred percent, you knock all of it out at the same time. Oh, I do that. I'm such a spurt worker. Uh -huh. Like I'll get so much done in such a little amount of time and then such little done over uh, well of sort of task work. Uh, yeah, I'm task always work getting is... certain things done, but of certain work that I can push off. Right. There's something right. like running the route. You can't push that off. Mm -hmm. You know, there's certain. We're doing you know, that regardless. Yeah. I'd say at least, you know, half of our time is stuff that we could push off. We wanted to. No way. Right. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff like that. Um, and that's good too. Cause it keeps you, you know, we don't feel like doing something on Wednesday morning. It doesn't matter. You know, I think matter. it's okay to have some consistency, but it's not this five day and two day a week thing just doesn't seem natural. 
it, it doesn't for it doesn't for you and I. I don't think you know. I I've fallen into it before. I've done it before, but I never liked it. You know, right. really, now, you're just I, looking I forward to the two days weekend. a week. I yeah. do the Saturday and Sunday. Sure. I just want another day or two. Another day, or and two. it's not taking away hours again. Uh-uh. Let me repeat myself. No way. This you're getting the same amount of work done. Uh-huh. I did. I did. You're getting more done, and you, if anything, more time. Yeah. You're not you. You're not stressed out during those hours as much. So you put in more hours, and you're more productive uh-huh. during those hours. So, um, and I'll share real quick. Um, and again, I feel like I talked about this on one of the other podcasts, but it's all right. Um, you know, the thing I, about that is, is real quick. I think we'll probably hit the same things many times over, but th- I, I think that's super important to learn too because you hear things enough different ways you'll eventually understand. Yeah, yeah. That, sure. that, that, so exactly. that, that's the point, yeah. you know. Like, exactly. You may not understand the yeah. first time. Yeah. But um, so I kind of arrived at this. Um, this was, I guess, two or three years ago. Um, I basically, I didn't have a lot going on that next week. And so I just wanted to see kind of organically how I worked. Um, and I tracked my time and... I wanted to basically get a base 40 hour work weekend because that was kind of our office, you know, mm-hmm. um, culture. And so I basically slept in on Monday morning pretty late, you know, like noonish or so. Um, I ended up working a couple of hours, mm-hmm. um, ended up leaving early. I think I went and trained and ended up, you know, just kind of, uh, doing that for the rest of the evening and uh, then slept in Tuesday, uh-huh. you know, kind of about to the same time. But then I had a partner meeting that kind of got me going that afternoon. And mm-hmm. then I ended up working, you know, Tuesday afternoon for a solid, you know, four or five hours, mm-hmm. came home, did dinner, then worked a little bit that night, thought about some things, you know, then, but Wednesday came and I was just kind of up. You know, I didn't sleep in. Right. And then on Wednesday, next thing I knew, you know, uh, my wife was texting me, asking me where I was. You know, it's like, and it's already dinner time. Yeah. And it's like the day just flew by. I got so much done. And then I'm working that night, you know, uh-huh. and then I'm up the next morning, Thursday morning, and I'm working late again, you know, and I didn't work as late as I did Wednesday night. But by that time, between Tuesday and Thursday evening, I'd put a lot of time in. Yeah. And, ba- and a whole week, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, then Friday, I slept in, not mm-hmm. as late as I did Monday, Tuesday, but I slept in. And then I went into the office, you know, went around, powered around for a couple of hours, caught up with everybody, and was done for the week. And I checked out. I didn't think about anything really until late the next Monday morning. And that, those Mondays, and it's kind of, it, I, don't always do this because organically I get pulled away from doing this. But if um, I, if my body is kind of pulled me in this direction and I don't have any obligations, I definitely go this route. But um, where Monday is just, you know, not many hours and it's just to get the week going because it's great to come in Tuesday where it's like Tuesday is almost your first day without the first little things. Those are the first yeah. little nitpick things are already done. So you're kind of rolling, but it's kind of like your first day. Right. But anyway, the well, point is, you know, it was just an experiment. And I felt like when I followed my body naturally, I got a lot more. You also more follow your natural motivation because if you spend a little time away, 
you start wanting to work again. You know, you start wanting to get things done. You start wanting to feel productive. And if you wait until you're starting to watch feel productive to actually get going on things, you're going to really get going on. it. You know, you don't, don't burn yourself out earlier in the week if you don't feel like it. That's kind of the thing that exactly. I, mean, I do too. Like you say, you knock out the little nitpicky things that don't take long on Monday and you relax into it. And then on Tuesday, you're kind of getting raring to go because it's been three or four days since you really got into things. Right. And you are going to want to work. Mm-hmm. If you're mm-hmm. doing something that you enjoy, you're going to want to do it. You're, you're going to be, your mind's going to be racing because all those days off, you were getting ideas. You were kind of recharged. Right. And you're, you're dreaming. Want, you're you're going, thinking about yeah, what you'd be. You're going to want to start applying. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that's, that's really the key there too, is like, you know, I like to take a day a week and generally uh, I talked to my wife about this probably last week or week before last Sundays are like my dream days. Like I let my mind kind of go wild on Sundays. Like I like to drive through the nice parts of town. I like to like to do things. I like to, I like to, I like to think about things like this is where I'm, this is why I'm motivated. I'm, I want this. I want that, you know, and I don't want it all to be about material type things, experiences and everything else. But I let myself dream on Sundays because by Monday, Monday night, Tuesday morning, those dreams are like kind of motivating me and pushing me to keep going forward. That's and, a great practice. And I so that. I started that about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. I mean, I've been doing it like subconsciously for probably a year or two. And then I really kind of thought about what am I doing on Sundays? Because I generally let myself go, you know, and I really enjoy doing that. And uh, then my wife is on board with it and she helps. She thinks about things, you know, we kind of just talk about where we want to be, future plans. And then Sunday night's on planning night. So I get my notebook out and I say, what am I going to do this week? And I write it out. And so I know that, like, I got to do this stuff in addition to the tasks and this is something to move myself forward. And it's been really helpful. I like doing it. That's cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So Sundays are dream days. It's a great day to do it, too, because nobody's answering email on Sundays. Right. Like generally, like that's everybody's real checkout day. So I kind of adopted that too. And it's been a lot of fun. So now we're at the point where we got together in the day. Oh uh, yeah. We still got to go through the day. Right. No, I think we're organically um, getting there. We're organically getting there. So, so what, let's just go through what happened. So you got here. Got we here. got in our work van. Uh-huh. This is for the vending machine coming. Right. And we went to our storage unit. Uh-huh. Did inventory? We did inventory. Something that we will soon be eliminating. Right. Um, because we're going to have this automated. Right. We're, um, we're developing a product. Um, and let's talk about the logic a little bit behind that. Too. Sure. So the, the logic that has come out of this, and I can't say that it was there in the beginning, but is that we bought a company that we learned the inner workings of and figured out where we could automate it. And now we're working on automating it, which is actually a great system because that's applicable to almost anything. I mean, almost anything. And the thing is, you don't have to be super technical to automate a lot of this stuff. You could pull a lot of stuff off the shelf. Yeah, shelves. a lot of this was just process that we that was already there that we right. just weren't implementing. Right. You know, like having right. Coke deliver to a mini storage. Right. You know? And so, and, and as a result, now we're saying, okay, well, there's actual opportunity here because we're not the only ones having this problem. But we're the beta users, and we, it doesn't matter what else happens. We gain value out of making this out of making this product. And at the end of the day, if somebody else gains value out of having a product like that, then we'll see if we want to sell it. But at the, at the same time, we can develop something for our own problems that then may be valuable 
it may not be, but it'll it will always be valuable to us. And we may actually talk about that product tomorrow since Nick will be here. Perfect. The, Perfect. I don't know that he'll be necessarily the lead developer on it, but he'll be the lead on it. Right. He'll be. He'll oversee it. He'll oversee it. He will oversee it. Yeah. And so that, there's like that's that's another little snippet of how we're thinking about business and how we're thinking about small scale private equity and, that we've mentioned. And the approach is to save us margin, to save labor time. Uh huh. We cut costs. primarily. We cut costs. Yeah, to here. recognize efficiencies, mm-hmm. um, to make routes more optimal. Right. Um, so, and again, we can get in. I think that's a great. It reduces our two part series on all that. That could be a whole lesson. In right. The mechanics of that. Right. Um, but as a result, we will probably then have something that we can sell to other competitors and companies like us. Right. Um, right. That has a lot of value. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, the value proposition is absolutely huge. But the point is, it was a genuine, genuine approach. It was to save our own cost. Mm-hmm. And as a result, we will then have something that we can sell on the market. Yeah. You know, so exactly. it's great to develop a product around your own needs. And that's the that's the one you once you understand the best. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. that's kind of like an old age old adage is like solve your own problem. And like if you're going to do a startup company, solve your own problem. Because that's what you actually understand, and it's, and it's true. I mean, in most situations, that is so so true. Once right. you've experienced a problem and you experience the inner workings of it, talking to customers that may have this problem will only get you so far as far as depth of understanding is concerned. Like once you experience it yourself and you deal with them, it's completely different. Right, completely different level of knowledge. So that's that's a another like little thing that, that we're doing. So we're doing inventory. Yeah, so we did inventory. We realized we were planning to go to the Coke warehouse and make a big order. Mm-hmm. And we decided against that. And we actually just did a little shopping. When I say shopping for the business, mm-hmm. um, we went and got a little more product that probably took, what, overall an hour and a half. Hour and a half, yeah. And uh, when we then we got back, kind of loaded all that up in our unit. Kind of prepped a little bit. Unit. And by then it was what, noonish? 1230. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we went to Chick fil A and lunch. And, and, you know, throughout the day we were working on problems. We have mm-hmm. uh, a check that we're waiting on from a customer. Tom, the time yeah. is not wasted. Uh, we, were working on, we were working on that issue. Uh-huh. Um, we are selling a route. We were talking about the response to that. Mm-hmm. We are also looking for, uh, we're looking to get into due diligence on another acquisition. Mm-hmm. We were kind of checking in on the um, status of that. Um, so we had other things this whole time. You know, it, it could sound like, oh, we didn't really do much. We just went and put, got some product, put it in storage. But, right. you know, we were talking about a few things going on there all at once. Um, every hour, every minute is, is kind of spent thinking about what we should be thinking about. Right. You know, we're not, I mean, we're not so serious. We don't joke around or, we're, you know, it's not monotonous and it's not like a lecture, you know, but right. it's like we're focused on what we should be doing. We're not like necessarily just dicking around, you know, yeah. to say like we're, we're having a good time. And it's funny that I say that or just sticking around because at one point in our, in our careers, our wives thought we dicked around a lot. <laughs> and to, until they kind of realized yeah. that, that, you know, we're actually thinking like 
strategically on a lot of things. Yeah, and you know, you, it's it's an easy trap to fall into. Friends working together, uh-huh. and it's fun, and it's easy to not do work uh-huh. and not get serious. Right, um, right. But you know, you put some money in together, you're gonna fall. You're, you're gonna. If you care about it, if you care about it, you're gonna keep <laughs> up with it. You know, right, it's, it's, right. So that that's that. You know, just hanging out can be work. If you if you set yeah. it up the right way, it can definitely be worth if you set it up the right way, and it's fun. It makes it a whole a whole different story altogether. So that's that's kind of where we we went to Chick Fil A and we thought, hey, this is a kind of an interesting day to talk about. It's low stress. It's the reason we're entrepreneurs, like because we had a relaxing day that we didn't have to tell anybody what we were doing, and we didn't have to clock in, we didn't have to clock out. We didn't have to worry about anything, and now we're here. It's three thirty, and you know what? And we made money today. We made money this today. whole time. Our machines are they're accepting cash. Machines. They're accepting cars. Right. And yeah, yeah, we yeah we made money today. It's like you know, it's like having an asset that generates income passively to a certain extent. It's not passive. I mean, it's a wonderful thing because you don't have to be there every day. You don't have to be serving right. customers chicken in order to get your. You know, <laughs> yeah, in order exactly. to get your money, like, like I, I mean, that's 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 a- admirable. But you know, we're 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 enthralled with Chick Fil A owner operators, and that's why I said <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, we, we break down. We the spend a lot of time, time at Chick Fil A talking. Well, first of all, this is not today. Wasn't the first time we've had a Chick Fil A conversation. We've been having it since we were in our in our team here, right? We're counting employees. <laughs> We're wondering how many cars are going through the drive-through. They We're literally wondering. had a sign out that said 364 customers came through during lunch. Right. Yesterday was so it? So we're yesterday? trying to calculate. Yeah, it yeah. was yesterday. So we're trying to why, calculate. Why would margins. they do that? Why are they? Why, I don't know. Like, I, why, yeah, like it gives. I'm glad they do. Yeah, it gives me a baseline. We talked about. We were sitting there trying to guess hourly. Uh-huh. hourly. We're wondering how much Counted, the owner walks you, away with. Why you were waiting on our coffee, uh-huh. whatever drinks? I counted everybody. Yeah. I had a red shirt on. I, I'm getting head count. I want hourly wage costs. Like I, I'm trying to figure all this stuff out because. Like they do so much business, their revenue has to be very high. But like, what do their margins wind up being? And we already know, as you found out, that the operators, that the owners, work. have to be operators. Yeah, they have to be operators, right? And so, I don't know that that restricts you from having more than one, but I think it does. I'd be really interested to know. But I know that you're supposed to work in it if you own it. So, I mean, that caps. Well, you like you said, it probably thing. prevents you from getting more than three or so. Right, it prevents you from getting more than you could actually oversee. Like without hiring out a sub level manager, right, as opposed to McDonald's, where those right. people have twenty hundred. Yeah, yeah, twenty thirty. It's probably a bunch of people at twenty thirty. You own the whole market basically when you have a McDonald's. So yeah, it's just you know it's a very interesting business model, but the volume is so high. But rabbit trails a little bit about that was it's just a very I think we're we're really uh really amazed by I think it's kind of trying to figure out. So we're at Chick-fil-A. We decided, you know, it's time. Let's go record. Let's go talk about this day. And here we are, 3.30 in the afternoon. Came back, hung out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's about 3 now. And we've just been kind of talking about work and whatever. Right. And then we started recording. So. Right. So, I mean, that's what you get in the, the day in a life of, of an entrepreneur. Um, and, you know, it's, it's fun. It can be stressful. This is a, a good day to uh to kind of talk about and you know i I think that it it can be motivation for some people who haven't done anything 
and it can be more motivation for people who are doing something to kind of get to this stage. Although I don't think we're, you know, we're at the, we're not at the stage we want to be and we're not in an office. Yeah, but we, we're doing what we wanted to do, what we said we wanted to do since we were teenagers. That's, That's true. Free. That's true. And yeah. kind of make our own rules. And that was kind of always our, our driving motivator rather than money. Uh, money has been a great uh, result and we've always consciously pursued that as well, but we've really pursued the freedom. I think freedom is the number one thing. Yeah. I mean, it trumps as long as you're at a certain level of comfort. Yeah. Which you are in America. Anybody yeah. in America gets that. Right. You know, anybody has this infrastructure underneath them. That's right. In America, these streets and right. all the things, you know? Yeah. It's not obvious. That's a whole nother conversation. There's a whole so other it's, thing. It's, it's some places are worse than others, but it, it's, the freedom. it's a platform under you that it's enough that your basic life, you're getting more things than most in the world. Right. If you manage your expenses, right. you don't have to make a lot of you money don't have to make a lot of money to be super happy if you're free. Right. I mean, that's, that's the formula, you know, let your in- expenses be less than your income and have freedom. Exactly. I think you're going to be really happy. Exactly. Um, you can have someone that spends, you know, 10 K a month and they they make nine K a month in business and someone that makes three K a month in business uh-huh. and they spend two K a month. And that's, that's true wealth. That's, yeah. that's what, yeah. Yeah. As that's, as that's what it is typically for new entrepreneurs and first time founders. It's what is my cost of living and what can I make and how close can I get those together? Right. And if you can drop that cost of living way down, you're very much increasing your chances. You're yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, there shouldn't be a monthly burn on your personal side. You know, like I think that entrepreneurs that take the plunge of, of, of like getting into something and this is a whole nother episode too. But, and we probably have it written down, but if you work corporate for 10, 15 years and you're making a hundred K, your expenses are going to trend towards that hundred K. Yeah. And yeah. then whenever you decide you want to be an entrepreneur, you're going to keep stepping up your house, you're going to get a new car, you're going to get all, all this stuff. You're paying the kids and the kids a summer yeah. camp. Like you're going to have these things and like rightly so you've earned those things. But whenever you have the entrepreneurial itch and your income goes to zero for three to six months, but your expenses still stay as if you're making 100k a year. That is really hard to stomach. I mean, really hard to stomach, and that probably prevents a lot of people from taking the plunge. It, they didn't yeah, and it's really hard. Long. Yeah, it that it's hard if you don't do it early. It's hard to do it early, exactly. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's too late if you're. I mean, t- most people statistically, I think it's like 45 the average age. Really? Yeah, I read. I read that. That's it was. It's in the 40s. It's like. It's mid 40s so. though. Um, That's interesting. But if you are young, go ahead. If, if you're thinking about it, I mean, yeah, way now, now is your chance. Yeah. Because, and that was part of my reasoning. I was 23 when I started working for myself. And my, my thought was if I go under and I lose it all, I don't have any responsibility. Yeah. You know, What's the worst I just have a girlfriend yeah. Yeah. and a few bills. You know, right. I, I, I can survive. I can make it. Um, but you know, now's, now's my chance. Yeah. Uh, and if you're okay with losing it and okay with living with nothing, uh-huh. um, you know, risk as much as you're willing to lose. And I was willing to lose what I was risking. Yeah. You know, at the time I had a townhouse and a truck and that's about it. And I was willing to lose both those things. Right for a chance that you know free building company yeah so yeah that's that's such a good perspective and it 
it's something that I don't think a lot of people realize early on. Uh, I mean, especially, you know, I didn't think that way in college. I didn't either. And I wish I would have. I wasn't even close. Uh-uh. Oh, I was so far away. Oh, oh. And, and we were think we've been thinking about this forever. We've been wanting to be entrepreneurs our whole lives. All our yeah. whole lives. And yeah. we were not even close. And we had a chance. We were roommates. We could have. We could have been doing what we're we'd doing so now. Far ahead. We'd be so far ahead. We would have been doing what we're doing now when we were in college. Right. And we could have. We could. We have. were smart enough to. Yeah. We just were too immature to yeah. realize to get ahead. You know, like, and I think back then starting a company seemed so daunting. It did. If we would have known how easy it is, it's not. We would have done it a long time ago. Right. Right. I mean, you only have to do taxes once per year. You can figure all that out at that time like don't like don't be that's one thing that i remember early on i was like well now i gotta i gotta pay taxes like like i don't want to like i don't know how to do that and so it was daunting but you only got to figure it out one time per year right so right. like just don't worry about it till you got to figure it out then learn how to do it like don't you don't have to figure that out right now just make sure you don't spend all your money so yeah. you can actually don't pay get your hung taxes. up on things like that don't right. get hung up on that's like one of the that. first things people will say too. Oh, you got to pay your taxes. No shit. Yeah, everybody's got to pay the taxes. That's 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 part of it. Naysayers are there because they've most people, you know, nine out of ten, I think, fell in six years or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Most people are familiar with failures as far as entrepreneurship mm-hmm. goes, and they say, "Well, be careful." I had someone. That, well, a lot of naysayers' advice is applicable to themselves, and. Yeah. This you just, can be a different entrepreneur. You yeah. can think about it in a more strategic way. Yeah, it's their own unrealized potential. It's their own unrealized potential. Yeah. And so like naysayers, they may have like something that you should heed. Don't get me wrong. Maybe heed these things, but don't let it deter you because they say you can't do it. Basically, they're not you. Nobody is you. You know what you're doing. You know how you think. You know how you'll tackle things. Right. And so a naysayer is only worth so much. Right. It's only worth so much. I think practical, actionable advice is worth so much more. But you're not going to get those off the street. No. That person that is telling you in that manner has no clue. No the clue. person that has a clue, they're going to they're gonna address in a different way. Mm-hmm. They're going to tell you in a different way. Mm-hmm. They will tell you in a different way. They'll challenge you. Right. Is what they'll wind up doing. And that, you got to figure it out. And so. that, I think we could do a podcast on that alone, just taking advice. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Just reading books, taking advice, like all the directions people go off early. And it kind and of puts how to the wrong how to approach to. getting advice, right? Because there's a way. We've seen a lot of people, a lot of startups get bad advice from people who were not right. startup, right? It's due to their own knowledge, right. their own laziness, yeah. their own unwillingness to go to research ahead of time. Yeah. We could go down that whole path too, and I think we will. So let's let's wrap it up here. Um, I think we're pretty, at a pretty good time, and we kind of hit like a, a bunch of good points. Um, so that's that's more or less a day in our life. Yeah, um, I, I think that's this is something that I, I would like to I would like to hear, and I think that's early on. That's what we're going on is what we would like to hear of how other people spend their time, how they how they budget their time, how they're productive, how they spend their on days, how they spend their off days. Today was like a half on half off day. Yeah, and I think eventually we'll have some specific problems that we'll share and break down that happen. Yeah. You know, we yeah. didn't have anything today, but you know, maybe this time in a month. We're in due diligence. You know, mm-hmm. we are going to sell, you know, the route that day right. or something. You know, we, you'll catch us at the right time. Yeah. And, and like the, the advice will, will change and it'll grow and it'll be insight, you know, advice slash insight 
into our thought processes. And we learn from our thought processes too. I think we learn from sharing our thought processes. And so we're just going to kind of go from there. So, yeah, again, this is uh, as much to help us as anything. Right. You, you learn, um, you learn when you teach, yeah. you learn when you, if you learn when you talk about it, right. You learn when you try and frame it for somebody who may not understand. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's good. So, um, one other thing I'm going to go ahead and mention, I think we're going to try and start live streaming okay. on YouTube, um, in the next couple of episodes. And that'd be fun for us. Obviously there'll be, um, stored on YouTube so we can go back and watch them. So that's, that's kind of part of it. I mean, nobody knows what we look like yet. So I think we should get that out there. So you can put a face <laughs> to a voice and go from there. And, uh, so maybe look for that over the next couple of months, couple of weeks, something along like that. So anyway, all right. Good deal. All right. So long.